says tech can't be human? At the end of the day, mistakes happen. If somebody's not there to tell you it's okay, you're gonna live in your head until you finally come to terms with that. Welcome to the Hacker Valley Studio Podcast. RSA 2022 is back in person at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, and no one is more excited than Uptics. If you're a modern defender securing a growing and complex multi-cloud environment, Uptics provides the visibility that you need to match your company's growth and innovation step for step. Check them out at booth number 435 and enter your chance to win a 6,000 piece Star Wars AT-AT Lego or visit them at uptix.com. That's U-P-T-Y-C-S.com. Thank you, Uptix, for sponsoring this episode. What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley studio with your hosts, Ron and Chris. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. Here at Hacker Valley Studio, we have kind of a crossover where we're talking to the Cyber Warrior Studio. And our guest this episode is Derek, the Cyber Warrior Sheller. Derek is a senior security consultant and at night, the host of Cyber Warrior Studios. We've been on his show. We were like, we have to have you on our show. It's actually long overdue. But most importantly, Derek, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been, uh, yeah, definitely long overdue. <laughs> Partially my fault. I, I'll take some blame for that one, but yeah, like ninety nine percent, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely, since you guys have expanded and grown so much, even in the course of what, like I said, I think I'm on seven episode seventy five of my show, and you guys were on early on. So you know, having the ability to finally come on here and see just how much you guys have grown has been amazing. Well, watching you grow has been amazing, and we're definitely going to get into the cultivation of the persona that you have on your show. But for the folks out there that don't know who you are just yet, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing today. Yeah, definitely. So I am actually a retired Army and did cybersecurity for the Army. Been in IT, yeah, I don't even know how long at this point, way too many years. So between IT and cybersecurity, I've been doing it for a while. And then once I retired from the Army in about 2017, I started seeing the way things were in the civilian world. And so did a few jobs before I finally became a senior security consultant. And then in 2020 is when I really started to pick up my show and do a lot more as far as content creation, just to try to help the community and help others, because I felt like we all needed that either motivation or, or training or just the ability to get our voices heard. So I wanted to take the opportunity to take my experience and help others and lift them up. Love that. It reminds me of our journey. And I think that's why we get along so well is because you know we're security practitioners, technologists, but what our real goal and passion is, is inspiring others, teaching others, help being there for others in the way that we would like others to be there for us. I would love to hear a bit about what was the start of this? You know, I feel like everybody's content creation journey is a little bit different. And I would imagine for you working in cybersecurity, there's just so many ways that you could have approached creating content. 
Yeah, definitely. So the start really, so back in 2017, when I retired and, and looked at how the hiring practices were, I did, I was going to attempt to start my own company. It was going to be Sheller Cybersecurity. And I, I created a YouTube channel from it and essentially went on probably a half hour, 45 minute rant about the poor hiring practices and, and just the, the job requirements and nothing lined up. So I had a huge issue with it. Needless to say, the video didn't take off. The channel didn't take off or anything like that. I didn't put much work into it. It was just me venting. And then, like I said, probably around 2018, I was on my second job out of the Army. I'm heading into the 2019, end of 2019. I started really looking into how people were being hired, looking at, I don't like the fact that, you know, I don't like doing calls for presentations and CFPs. And so... I know other people are the same way and they have a fear of talking in front of others. So I took that idea and said, you know what? I had just watched it and it's funny because Chris wants me to be the WWE cyber persona. But it was funny because <laughs> my show actually got started because I watched Broken Skull. I watched the mm. Broken Skull podcast and was like, you know, that's a great idea to sit around, have a few drinks and just have a conversation. Only instead of about wrestling, it would be about your journey or where you're going. And so the show's evolved over the past 75 episodes. But, you know, with that, that's my primary show. But then I felt like motivation is something that we're all lacking at times. So I started doing Motivation Mondays. Funny enough is I actually had a different show for every day of the week and burnt myself out. And when you're working full time and you're doing content creation every night of the week because I didn't plan things out like others, right? I don't have a script. I don't have a schedule or, or rather, you know, pre-recordings. Usually I will record on the fly, do my edits and post it. And it really did take its toll on me and it, it took its toll on my family. And I started realizing that I wasn't spending enough time with my kids. So I took a bit of a break. I, I stuck with security happy hour, but I stepped away from every other show I was doing. And then finally, I think it was late last year or maybe, yeah, it was sometime last year. Someone reached out and was like, I miss your Motivation Mondays. And then they were like, hey, I miss Tech Tuesday. And I was like, well, I'll at least bring those two back. So we bought a house last year. So we moved. We built a whole new office. I started building a bar so that I can eventually have in-person security happy hour. I got back into Motivation Mondays and then eventually got back into Tech Tuesdays. And so I have three shows that I do. And it all started just honestly, from wanting to help the community and give them a voice. And I think that's incredible. You know, you want to give other people a voice. You want to show the camaraderie that's in cybersecurity, but you also want to teach and educate folks on the great profession that we're in. What was it about the WWE that really spoke to you? Why did you choose that as something to be inspired by? And then what was it when you received that feedback from me about even going deeper into that persona, what was your, your thought process there? Honestly, for me, I, I, the show inspired me, the Broken Skull Ranch. And I've always been a wrestling fan. Like I've gone, I've stepped away from it and quit watching it for years or whatever. And, and always gone back to it. I was always a huge Stone Cold fan, especially being the German leprechaun I am and loving my alcohol. <laughs> when you said that, it was, it was the fact that almost like The Rock, where Stone Cold has his own persona, but The Rock always gives off energy and gives mm -hmm. off this vibe of when they say there's electricity in the arena, there really is. It's, it's something that if you've never been to an event in person, you don't understand exactly what's going on. And so for me, when you said that, 
I had never thought about it that way, but then it did trigger because a lot of the things that I've done in my videos, you know, I've seen people do technical videos all the time. I used to watch a lot of them and it was always either very monotone or writing on a notepad or very bland. And that doesn't take away from the education they provided, but it didn't provide any personality. I'm always more attracted to watch something if there's personality involved. And so taking what I love about Broken Skull and, and being in person and doing those interviews and, and having a drink with friends, and then the electricity provided by characters like The Rock and, and things of that nature, um, I felt like I saw it for the first time the way you presented it. And that my motivation Mondays, every once in a while, it doesn't necessarily get somber, but a little more serious. Mm -hmm. um, but even Tech Tuesdays is still very much you know, I'm always, I always try to be energetic and upbeat and positive. And it's because if I'm not, if I, if I'm not letting people know that how fun this could be or, or how much I enjoy it, or, you know, how to, how can I motivate you if I don't seem motivated? Um, if I'm not doing that, then my message won't get across in the way that I want it to, which is that we can love this and have a good time with it without it bringing us down without feeling like I'm watching some boring technical video. You know, it's so funny. And we've talked about this before, but I'm not sure everyone that listens to the podcast knows this. But when I say welcome back to the show, that's actually a nod to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, because he used to say, finally, The Rock has come back to Boston. And so that's something that me and my dad used to do. We used, every Monday and every Thursday, we would sit and watch wrestling. And uh, I've always took that with me, like his confidence, you know, the electricity in the arena, like you're talking about. I almost take like these little nods of my life and I pour it into the show. I pour it into the production that we have for other shows. But it really does shine through that we bring our personality to the show. Now that you've sort of like solidified your direction, where do you see yourself headed in creating content with this persona blended with the cybersecurity content that you know near and dear? So, like I said, I like to be different, which Chris, I'm very bad about taking advice, but I, you know, I, I try, <laughs> you know, my motivation Mondays have not gone the way me and you discussed. I haven't found a real <laughs> way to niche that down, but as opposed to minimizing it, I've kind of embellished it. And so unlike others who don't really put a lot of production value, unless they have the personnel behind to assist. I've started going and spending the money and going through the legwork to learn more of the video editing side of things. So where I can't do that live on security happy hour, I wish I could, but I don't have a million people to run cameras and effects. I can at least do that with my pre-recorded content being motivation Monday and tech Tuesday. So that's where you get the, the teleporting in or the lightning strikes, or even the little videos I put out on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and everything else. I tried to add those elements because it sets me apart. It's not, it's, it's something that I, I have learned to enjoy doing, which is video editing and adding that little embellishment. You know, the cyber overlords have sent me down here with another message or, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> I want to take that excitement, that electricity, that added oomph that a lot of us in this industry don't do. And it's not because they don't want to, it's because they're so busy doing other things. When you look at, you know, Shannon Morse, who basically produces all her stuff, it is as good as it is. It's still very much, hey, I'm here. Here's a, an unboxing or a review of something or whatever the case may be. 
and I love that content, but I want to go and take things a different route, which is my journey, my path. And I want to stand out in such a way that is not, hey, I'm going to give you a five, 10 minute clip of how to do something. I'm going to give you, it might be 10 minutes, it might be 15 minutes, it might be five minutes, hell, it might be an hour like on security happy hour, but you're going to get my personality. So you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Either way, it's me. It's funny, you know, that we're talking about just putting this personal flair on content. I think that's so important because when I first got started in cybersecurity, it almost felt like there was no lane for me. Like there was this corporate lane where like big companies were doing cybersecurity. And then there was like this underground community where it was like a little dark for how I typically am and also just not fitting my personality. So I had to bring my own flair. And that's what you know, we did with Hacker Valley. Chris has his intro. And the yes, sir, for me was just like a almost like a joke. Like there was this song that one of my friends was trying to describe. And he was like, it goes, yes, sir. And then I just started <laughs> saying it. And then I started saying it longer and longer and longer. It's a trademark. <laughs> so how long are you going to make it eventually? Like, what is your goal length on that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's gone at least two minutes. He, he's had to. <laughs> a lot of people don't get to see like what happens behind the scenes, like we're talking about, like of just what goes into it. So before I started doing it on the podcast, I was doing it on phone calls with me and Chris. Like he would answer and I'd be like, yes, sir. But I would hold <laughs> it for at least a minute. And every time I do it, no matter who is who, whether it's Chris or someone else, they're, they're just quiet. It's almost like, if you hear the rock come in and says, if you smell, it's like, you can't, you, you can't say anything. All and right. I think that's the best part about like creating content. But the other great piece for me is, you know, having that technical acumen to be able to speak the language, but also bring that flavor of my own character. Finally, we are going to be back in person, podcasting, meeting and greeting and doing the things that we do best at RSA. Yes, yes, we're going to have so many cool events, interviews, meet and greets, and all kinds of stuff. To be sure, you come check us out at the Exonius booth. But for those of you that are at home and enjoying it remotely, you'll be able to tune in, watch the interviews, and hang out with us there as well. Yes, and be sure to check us out at booth number 943 at RSA, and all the content will be available on your favorite streaming platform along with Exonius Plus. Be sure to check out Exonius Plus. Hit the reminder by visiting exonius.com forward slash plus forward slash RSAC 22. What are some of the things that you really enjoy on the tech side when it comes to content creation? Like, what are some of the things that you like to talk about and the things that you feel really passionate about when you get started? For me, it's the journey and the learning, right? So a lot of times if I'm doing something, and again, this is something I do different than almost everybody else out there. And it's not everybody, but a lot of the videos I've come across is they, they cut out when they make a mistake or they cut out when there was an error or something like that. And they just want to get to the point of, okay, here's how it works. And, and this is what you need to do. Whereas I like to take it from a perspective of I'm learning this with you. So even if I've done it a million times, I still put that in my mind that, you know what, I'm going to go on this learning journey with you. And so if we make a mistake, if something doesn't go right, we will address it. We will fix it if need be. But guess what? It is staying in the video because if I make that mistake, I want you to understand that it is okay to make a mistake. 
nobody's perfect and everybody when they're learning are going to do that they're going to make some mistakes so whether that be when i was doing my security onion install video or reviewing black arch and somebody corrected me in the comments and was like actually you can install a desktop environment to it you know things of like like that are what i really take with me because i want people to learn and if you feel like everybody's perfect when they're teaching you then you kind of feel that imposter syndrome or like you don't belong when the reality it is we've all been there so i continue to make mistakes with some of the simplest things. I mean, I'm one of those people that will change directories in Linux and still do an LS or a print working directory or whatever to see where I'm at. Even though it may be very visible in my terminal, I'm still going to do it. It's just how I validate things because we've made mistakes in Linux. And, and unfortunately with Linux, kind of like Windows, but Linux, especially when you're not paying attention, you can mess some things up if you're not careful about what you're deleting or if you put an asterisk into an rm-rf slash star, you know, those things will burn you and burn your system. So putting those different elements into it, I think helps out a lot. And, and again, not everybody sees my content. And if they do, great. If they don't, maybe we'll get there. But at the end of the day, if you see it, you're going to learn something and you're going to see that I'm not perfect either. Learning from failure is really one of the best gifts that we can have from any experience. Is there a failure that stands out in your mind that was the most impactful for you and for your career that you'd love to share with everyone today? Honestly, one of the biggest failures that was the most impactful that taught me failure is okay was actually after I retired from the army. I was working for a company doing sim engineering and, and you know worked for an MSSP and was one of their senior engineers. Again, this is where mistakes can happen. You know, we had to SSH into different sensors and different boxes, but you to do that, you had to go into the main console first. So you would SSH into your, your primary tenant and then from there hit your other entities. And I was not paying attention to where I was at. And I said, okay, this needs to be rebooted because it's having issues. I rebooted the entire multi-tenant environment and nobody was aware that it was getting rebooted until I said, whoops and immediately sent out a message saying hey it's going to be about 20 minutes because this system takes forever to come back up but i accidentally restarted it and my buddy looked at me and goes guess what we've all done it at least once i said good at least i'm not the only one so like <laughs> that is the biggest thing to me like even in big orgs yes it can burn you but at the end of the day mistakes happen and and if somebody's not there to tell you it's okay it, you're gonna live in your head until you finally come to terms with that. So thankfully, one of my coworkers who was working with me at the time was like, dude, we've all done it. You're fine. It happens. It's going to come back up. Nothing's going to break. You'll be all right. And I was like, okay, good. I just don't want to get fired. <laughs> Shoot, I've been there. And if it doesn't come back up, you will stay on the line, you know, consoled in until you figure out how to get it back up. So there's always that you'll find a way. And that's what, you know, cybersecurity and technology is all about is using sometimes bubble gum and duct tape or just bad habits to reboot machines and bring them back up. As long as we've known each other and just hearing this conversation right now, it makes me remind myself how important it is to embrace those mistakes, but also how important it is to be able to put yourself in a situation of where you're vulnerable. Like with you creating videos, you're exposing yourself. You're exposing how much or how little you know about a specific subject or a topic or a person even. And when you're creating content, 
you also have to constantly reinvent yourself because what's interesting one day isn't interesting or, you know, engaging the next day. What is your philosophy and, you know, practices on reinventing yourself as you're creating new stuff? Listening to, like, you know, I said about Chris, you know, different people's advices and trying to take it and, and morph it into my own. A lot of people have seen me, you know, drink Lord knows how many beers while filming an episode of Security Happy Hour. <laughs> and that's all live. You could probably come up with a drinking game for how much beer I drink. <laughs> you know, how many times I open up a new bottle. But, you know, for me, it's just making sure that everything I do is still positive and engaging and uplifting. So when I do things and when I look at the content that I've created, you can go back to even the first Security Happy Hour video. And it was legitimately just me on a Zoom call, recording my screen, talking to two young guys just trying to make it into the field. We've gone from that to now, I literally have a screen behind me with my logo and you know posters and I'm at a bar and all this other stuff. And it'll continue to evolve. And I don't think it's ever gonna stop. We always evolve as people and we try to make sure we are the most engaging we can be. And it's more about what's going to grab your attention and get you to listen. Because if you can't do that, then you're speaking to nobody. I think that's the biggest part for me is I'm always looking for ways that I can grab someone's attention. So if it's a lightning strike in the beginning of a video or a teleport sequence or a smoke bomb, or I'm still looking for a good pyro that I can use for a video as far as an effect, you know, there's, there's different things and it's going to constantly change. But for me, it's always because I like to be different and stand out so that you actually listen to the message and whatever it takes to do that. I am going to continuously use different effects and different appeals and different ways of changing how I do things. But the one thing that will always remain consistent is I'm going to be energetic and upbeat and uplifting and you're going to continue to see weird and wild posters show up on my walls. <laughs> that is outstanding. One of the things that I'm thinking about as you're speaking, you're talking about standing out. You're talking about being seen. And being seen is really this very innate need for human beings. Not necessarily to the extreme of like being out on stage in front of millions of people or having the limelight shine on you. But just to be seen, to be understood, to be uh, a part of society or a part of bigger something than yourself, I think is something that a lot of people drive towards, and but not a lot of people get to feel from time to time. When you have gone through this journey of creating content and you see that people are seeing you, they're understanding you, they're, they're really enjoying the content you produce, what is that feeling that comes up for you at, when you get those reactions? For me, it's definitely a feeling of joy, of of happiness, and it's I don't think it's necessarily because I feel validated. I think it's more so because at least then the message in, in the people that are watching are getting something from it, whether it's a motivation boost or, hey, that, you know, I've had people reach out on the new Linux videos I've been doing, like, hey, keep this up. I'm learning a lot, this, that, and a third. And with Security Happy Hour, when I do those, that show especially has never been about me or at least I don't want it to seem like it has been. That show has always been about getting people's voices heard so that they can feel the community that I feel, the community that I love, and understand that you are here, you belong here, and you will always belong here. Um, 
And so I want that to really be what comes across is that the things that I do, um, as much happiness and joy as I feel from it, when, when somebody kind of validates that, you know, what I'm doing is right. It's more so I look at it as good. That means other people are being seen, their message is being heard or somebody's learning something or, Hey, maybe I uplifted somebody today. But to me, it always goes back to how I make others feel versus how I feel. There's someone out there that's listening to this entire show and they're, they're hearing all the things that you're doing. They're, they're hearing the selflessness and the content that you create, the thought, the intention, the, the tweaking, the tuning, the failures that you've gone through, and they want to go through a similar journey. What piece of advice would you have for that person that wants to stand out, do something different, create content, but especially for this community of cybersecurity? Well, of course, don't be afraid to fail. We're all going to fail. We're all going to make mistakes along the way. But ideally, it's it's be unique. You know, like I said, the, the, when I first started, I, I was complaining, right? I wasn't doing anything constructive. And then as I got older and evolved a little bit over, the, you know, the two years or so before I really got into it, it became more of a, I want to find a way to reach the people. And don't be afraid to put your face out there. So many people are afraid to show themselves. And I think that if somebody can see you, they feel like they understand you more and they can see your facial expressions and how it really affects you. When people hide and they try to be anonymous or wear a mask or whatever the case may be, in certain platforms, that's great. But if you are trying to motivate or teach or anything like that, not being able to see someone's face takes away from the effect. It takes away from that ability for someone to see your joy or your seriousness or your emotion. And so if you're going to do it, go at it full speed ahead. But at the same time, don't be afraid to take a break. Don't be afraid to kind of take a step back and acclimate yourself to the situation or else you're going to do what I did and burn yourself out in just a few short months. For the people out there that want to stay up to date with you, your content, all the great things that you're doing, and even hang out with us in the Discord, what are the best ways that people can do that? So I do have a website. It's cyberwarriorstudios.com. It's where you can go and you can find all of my merchandise, my YouTube, social media, so Twitter, everything like that. I would recommend joining your Discord. I am on there quite frequently, Chris and Ron. So you know, the Hacker Valley Media Discord is a great place to be. I have my own Discord channel. Uh, it's not too active, but I, I did create one. And then, of course, like I said, just Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. If you Google Cyber Warrior Studios or go to cyberwarriorstudios.bio.link, you will find every single way to contact me. And honestly, I'm everywhere. I have made it a point to where you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok email, website, discord <laughs> channels. I don't hide who I am. And, and that's one of the things that I put out there is if you want to reach me, if it's important to you, I'm very easy to get a hold of. Yes, indeed. Yes, you are. Really appreciate that. And I would highly encourage anyone and everyone to reach out to Derek and check out Cyber Warrior Studios. If you missed it, don't worry. It We have a link for you in the show notes and description for you all. Derek, Thanks again. Always a pleasure. We got to do it again and not make it so long in the future. But with that, we'll see everyone next time. If you found value in this content, it would mean the world to us 
If you shared it on social media, sent it to a friend, or talked about it over coffee. Thank you.